Hello, Scoliosis Dialogue listeners. Uh, This is Cynthia Nguyen from Shriners Medical Center in Pasadena, California. Today's podcast episode is to discuss the upcoming IMAS 2024 meeting that will take place April 10th to 13th in beautiful San Diego, California. Uh, Registration just opened up uh, and uh, it'll be open until March. I have the pleasure of chatting with Dr. Eric Kleinberg, who is Chief of Spine Surgery and Vice Chair of Orthopedic Surgery at UT Houston, and this year's IMAS Committee Chair. He's also Chair-Elect of AO Spine North America this year and Director at Large and on the Board of Directors at SRS. Uh, Dr. Kleinberg, you're definitely a very busy person. Uh, Thank you so much for setting some time aside to be on this podcast, even if it means that you've just landed from a long flight uh, and you're literally still at the airport. (laughs) It's so great to see you again. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, Before we delve into some highlights and details about the upcoming IMAS meeting, I'd like our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Um, How did you get interested in spine surgery to begin with? Uh, Gosh, you know, um, I was interested in orthopedics early. I was, uh, you know, played sports and uh, uh, as a young man, and uh, that got me interested initially in orthopedics. And then spine surgery was really um, something that I got excited about when I was at the University of Washington doing my residency. And it just struck me as fun in that it was hard. Um, We didn't know a lot about what we were doing, how we were doing it. And the impact that we had on patients' lives was so profound um, that I just got excited about playing some small role in that. And um, the adult side and the pediatric side um, just has always been, uh, you know, rewarding and fulfilling to be able to um, to help those those uh, kids and adults. That's awesome, and I, I know your your patients and colleagues and the professional community really appreciate that. Uh, I personally have appreciated uh, your help on on some really really hard cases. So so thank you. Um, and uh, as, and as far as your um, your work in our professional societies, how did you become IMAS committee chair? What's the path to that, and what was your journey for that? Yeah, you know, I, I'd say, uh, uh, so uh, first of all, thank you. You and I have shared some really tough cases. Uh, they've been uh, both uh, fun and uh, and very challenging. So, um, uh, and we've had a good time taking care of those folks. That's, I mean, that's what all of our passion is ultimately, right? It's uh, taking care of these these kids and these adults. Um, you know, the, the, there's lots of different ways to get involved um, in and become IMAS chair or get on the board of the SRS. Um, and I'd say everyone's pathway is just a little bit different. I, I think the answer is there's lots of opportunities to get involved. And the key thing is to raise your hand and uh, um, volunteer for a committee and see what it's like and see if it speaks to you. Um, I've enjoyed getting to know the organization and the people better. And then um, getting involved and in setting up these meetings um, is also incredibly rewarding. This is, this is what our society um, uh, needs to do in terms of educating one another and uh, developing camaraderie with one another, and uh, those are those are two things that I'm very passionate about. And IMAS is a really particularly interesting uh, academic meeting because it focuses so much on innovation, and, and part of that innovation is also sort of evolving the meeting itself. Um, I know there were a lot of pretty big changes in the meeting structure last year. Um, how did how did those work out, and um, how did that influence how you planned this year's meeting? Well, um, thanks for that question. You know, the, uh, IMAST is an interesting meeting in that it really started from 
us trying to educate one another on how to use pedicle screws. And that education couldn't be done in the United States. And so we had to look for other meetings where we could educate ourselves. And kind of looking back in that legacy and thinking about what are the things that we need to educate ourselves about more, we really wanted to refocus this meeting in particular on innovation. Um, and we uh, think and look at all the things that are happening in our field right now, artificial intelligence, machine learning, predictive analytics. And so there are so many things that are happening right now that we felt uh, that we wanted to take some of those things from the other meetings and bring them here so we could really uh, talk about that together. That's awesome. Um, and I know with last year's meeting, um, you've added some really kind of interesting things. Uh, for example, a whole innovation day um, on, on, on Saturday. Um, how did that go? I mean, it must have gone well. We're, we're doing it again. But yeah, give us a, a summary of the impact on that last year. Yeah, the, well, the Innovation Day is really an opportunity for the for our industry partners to help reach out to um, surgeons and uh, their partners and really start to talk about how do we move the field forward? Um, how do we start thinking about all of these things, predictive analytics and uh, it being more than just screws and rods? And that was an opportunity that we thought where we could have the, the industry partners and, and the attendees who are already in that location get together start talking about these things, start looking at the products and start thinking about how they can be impactful for them and their patients. Yeah, that's certainly a very unique feature um, and and uh, really adds to the collaborative atmosphere, which is so necessary for, for innovation. Um, what are some of brand new changes uh, that you made to this year's meeting? Well, so we did a couple things. You know, when we reviewed abstracts, one of the first things we did is is we added a special section to focus specifically on innovation. And so not just looking at the quality of the abstract and the quality of the methods um, and, the, and the abstract itself, but also how innovative is this? How novel is this? And, um, and how is this gonna be important for us, uh, for our patients and, and for our meetings? And so we really emphasize that when we were selecting abstracts uh, all together. And um, that, that I think is, you'll see a, a huge impact on that at the meeting itself. Um, additionally, we changed around some of the topics and some of the larger categories. And so, as you can imagine, some of the categories are, are the same, uh, adolescent idiopathic scoliosis. We're going to talk about cervical deformity, but we also added specific uh, categories on machine learning, predictive analytics, um, and, and AI. And, and with that, I think, I think you're going to see this flavor of, of innovation and, um, and new technology and new procedures and new ideas about how we treat um, the same problems that we've been treating for some time. I see. And since you've been on the IMAS committee for a while, I'm sure you've seen sort of the evolution of the types of abstract and research that's been submitted. Have you noticed a trend um, that's that's similar um, to, to what you've sort of set up? Like, did you see more uh, innovation or machine learning type of research projects this year compared to years past? Yeah, it does. It does seem that there's, you know, the the as we go through these things, you see the buzzwords come through um, in wind waves. And we saw uh, vertebral body tethering was uh, was hugely popular a, a year or so ago. And uh, now it's AI and machine learning and predictive analytics. And right, uh, who hasn't heard of chat GPT and, um, and all the cool things it can do? And it's writing our recommendation letters and all the rest. And so it's really thinking about how do we harness this new technology, which is happening so quickly around us in so many different ways. And then um, and then bring it to our meeting so we can have frank discussions about it and, and talk about what's going to work, what's not going to work, 
uh, what's not going to work for surgeons or patients. And, uh, you know, our field is, is quite unique in, um, in spine surgery uh, in particular. And, and so how these things are going to affect us, I think, is critical for us to have an open dialogue in a meeting and, um, and talk about how it can help us and, or may potentially uh, how it might also harm us. And, and how, are we, how can we be careful about it, using this new technology to help our patients? Yeah. And certainly other medical fields um, have, have started exploring these same topics Absolutely. and, and uh, research paths as well. So, um, so I'm glad we're, we're as we as spine surgeons are, are also uh, hopping on this train. Um, speaking of other we're, medical we're fields. Tr we're, we're trying to anyway. <laughs> yes. And, and, uh, and um, we're, we're smart people. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but also speaking I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. And speaking of uh, collaboration with other uh, medical fields, um, this year we're going to have the first ever IMAS keynote speaker, uh, who is Dr. Asatina Sako, who's actually a medical oncologist. Um, so tell me what kind of inspired the creation of this keynote uh, speaker uh, position and, and also why Dr. Sako was chosen. Yeah, I think this is this is um, this is really the, the brainchild of both uh, Marinus DeCluver and Mike Kelly. Uh, and I and, and sitting around talking with one another about how to how to refresh their meeting and make it more exciting. Um, and what we thought was, you know, we've been talking a lot about cell senescence um, and what happens uh, with uh, understanding the age of patients and frailty uh, and what happens to those cells as we get older. And so uh, Dr. Sacco is an, is an expert in this at, uh, uh, at uh, uh, UCSD in San Diego. And so she's a local. And, and we really wanted to bring her aboard to start thinking about how are people thinking about cell senescence outside of our field? And how can we take that, leverage that information and bring it into spine and make it more informative for us and our patients? Um, and so she's really on the cutting edge of thinking about uh, the cellular aging. Um, and I hope that her, her, um, her keynote speaker, her keynote talk will, will be exciting uh, for everybody and that we'll all get the opportunity to learn from her. And, uh, and start thinking not just within our field, but outside our field uh, when we look for these uh, uh, to try to solve these complex problems. Oh, that's going to be super fascinating talk. I'm excited to, yeah, it'll be fun. to attend that. Um, another uh, new thing for this year's meeting are some joint sessions um, with uh, ANS and, and CNS. And uh, for those listeners who don't know, because I think our, our listenership sort of skews orthopedic surgeon, although hopefully that'll that'll change and we, we want more neurosurgeons to, to be listening too. Um, but uh, the ANS is the American Association of Neurological Surgeons and the CNS is a Congress of uh, Neurological Surgery. Um, and so I saw uh, for this year's meeting, we're going to have some joint sessions and, uh, and, and Dr. Kleinberg, I'd love you to elaborate more about those. Yeah, we, we've been really um, uh, talking about how do we integrate neurosurgery uh, more closely into IMAST and, and to the SRS. And uh, we reached out to our friends and colleagues at the joint section. A joint section is a merger of the of in between uh, CNS and AANS. They really focus on spine surgery, and they've got a, a wonderful meeting that they hold themselves uh, that's going to be in Las Vegas this year. And what we said is, gosh, how can we leverage the the knowledge between the two to put on great programs for our um, uh, uh, participants at IMS that have a flavor from um, the joint section and then vice versa. And so what we're doing is we're, we're performing, we're gonna have a uh, ICL there, they're doing one for us, really trying to help bring in uh, additional neurosurgeons, new thoughts, new ideas, new people 
So we can really start, you know, mixing this this uh, pot of spine surgeons and really start thinking um, uh, less regionally and much more globally and much more um, agnostically about spine surgery so that we can get it better, do a better job, move the field forward in a meaningful way. That's really great. Um, and for something like that, where you're working with um, other societies, how do how does that start? Is someone kind of uh, coming up with the idea and then we, we reach out or if other of the professional societies want to do something similar, how, do, how should they get started? Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. You know, the, the, I would say that um, in this case, it was actually something that both groups were looking for. I think the joint section neurosurgeon was looking for more input from orthopedics and that we were looking for more input from neurosurgery. And so it really married very nicely. I think the other nice thing is, um, uh, since IMAS is in San Diego and here in the United States, that it that it married itself uh, uh, very nicely. Well, I think we could imagine that if IMAS is, um, uh, you know, next year overseas, that maybe we could have that local society play a role in our uh, meeting as well to again really think about making this um, international meeting much more international um, and really engaging those societies locally. And so I think that there's some grassroots efforts underway that are really led by the by the presidential line um, that are really focusing on, on how do we do that better? How do we integrate ourselves better into uh, the local societies and the local meetings? And then again, reaching out to neurosurgeon to really uh, diversify who we are and how we think about these problems. Cool. As you mentioned, San Diego is a site for uh, this year's IMAST. Um, are there uh, any particularities to the city that you'd like to talk about? Um, it's, it's certainly a beautiful setting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a tough place to recruit people to just because it's always uh, 70 degrees and sunny <laughs> and uh, beautiful weather and uh, nice people. And, you, you know, uh, San Diego is uh, just a lovely place. And so uh, obviously, um, in California at that time of year is is going to be beautiful. Uh, the weather is nice. It, we have a beautiful setting right on the water. Uh, I'm hoping that people can come and enjoy both the scientific program and also really enjoy uh, the location. Uh, Southern California and San Diego has a lot to offer. There's uh, SeaWorld, there's Legoland, there's um, the downtown marina, there's sports. Um, and so it's really a, a city for everyone and uh, lots of different things uh, uh, to offer to all of the participants for IMAS. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Great. Um, and for everyone in North America, San Diego is really easy to get to. And with the format of IMAS now, um, you know, you, you get uh, a lot of the, the weekend still because last year it was changed from the three day meeting to now it's, it's mostly kind of packed into two days. Right. Yeah, exactly. So the, it'll start off Wednesday evening. So Wednesday evening with uh, cases and cocktails, which is which is a fun chance for us all to get together and talk about cases and um, and do that with uh, some uh, local brew from uh, uh, from uh, uh, San Diego, and then uh, a pack day of Thursday and Friday. But then uh, the meeting will end Friday. So exactly, you can enjoy the weekend uh, with your friends and family in San Diego and and take advantage of of the meeting and and of the location. Fantastic. So uh, to all of our listeners out there, we, we've heard some really awesome reasons to uh, to come to this year's IMAST. Um, and, and Dr. Kleinberg, do you have any other uh, aspects of the meeting you'd, you'd love to talk about to, to try to convince everyone to, to come and join us? Well, I would I would just say that um, it, it's a special meeting. 
really focused on innovation and new technology. And uh, we really look forward to having everybody there come and participate and, and take part. I think it's going to be fun to learn. Um, I think it's a great location. Uh, and I think this is a great opportunity for, for us to learn from one another. And, and then I hope uh, that there's lots of new people that get to experience IMAST for the first time and and participate in what IMAST is now and what it can continue to be. And I think we're continually looking uh, for ways to make the meetings relevant um, to uh, to our participants and to spine surgeons around the globe. And I'm certainly open to any suggestions or opportunities. And uh, come check it out. I think uh, I think San Diego is going to be wonderful and this meeting that's really born on innovation is going to stay innovative and stay exciting and continue to evolve as, as we move forward. Awesome. All right, everyone. Hope to see you there in April. Cynthia, thank you so much for having Thanks me. Thanks for joining us. The Scoliosis Research Society is a nonprofit professional organization made up of physicians and allied health personnel. Their primary focus is on providing continuing medical education for healthcare professionals and on funding and supporting research in spinal deformities. Please visit srs.org for further information.